Hello and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast about the Canadian television show The Littlest Hobo, where myself, Katie, and my friend Stefan watch every episode and then we talk about them. How you doing, Stefan? I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, how are you? <laughs> Fantastic. Do you, do you feel that though? It, it, it feels a little crowded in here. It does feel a little like there's just like a little less space. Yeah, just in this, in this Skype call we're in. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want to introduce our uh, our guest today? Because uh, we have a guest, I'm so we excited. We have a special guest, <laughs> and our special guest is this lovely gentleman that nobody can see, but just trust me, he is lovely. His name is <laughs> Mike, and he is our car guy. Yay! Welcome, Mike! <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, really, really excited to be here. It's going to be so fun to talk with like two other people. <laughs> I, okay. I'm like, should I dive right in? Should we do like a little chit chat? Like, what would you guys like to do? You tell me. Well, we should probably <laughs> tell everybody what the name of the episode is and when it came out. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to let's mention not, the name No, of the let's episode, actually, let's not tell them what the episode is and we'll have people guessing. I won't even put it in the title when I edit it. It'll just be mystery episode. I'll just tell you it's season five, episode 16. Okay. And I'll give you the synopsis. All right. <laughs> so this episode, uh, the synopsis is... Hobo aids elderly people fleeing a retirement home. <laughs> and it first aired March 1st, 1984. Are you guys excited? You ready? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dive right in. All right. My first note on this episode is that it's depressingly real. Because <laughs> it's all about these four old people who are stuck in a horrible retirement home. And we find out it's horrible right away. So Hobo rocks up to this retirement home. It's called Sunset Pines. It's like one of those like castly, like Downton Abbey home things, nursing homes. Uh, there's an old woman. Her name is Jessie. We'll find out later. She's helping another old woman who is in a wheelchair. That woman's name is Alice. Uh, she's helping her out of the chair. <laughs> then this orderly comes like running over to them and is like, you can't get out of your wheelchair. Don't you dare stand up. <laughs> he like literally pushes her down. Oh, he's, so we know he's the bad dude like right he away. He slams her and there's like an audible like, as <laughs> she lands too. <laughs> yeah, he is not gentle at all. That was her hip exploding. Uh, <laughs> she just had it replaced yeah. like two weeks ago. It's still fresh. <laughs> She's got the warranty, so that's good. She can get a new one because this is Canada. <laughs> she, but, like, just take it back in, you know? <laughs> this is the fourth time she was hoping it'd really settle this time. Because if well, we make our hips out of, uh, out of plaster cast, little known fact. <laughs> Plaster cast and moose antlers. You uh, you get to fill out the coupon then. You get the fifth one and then, uh, you know, ice cream. Yeah, with a little bit of maple syrup on top. Ooh. It's not a small ice I'm cream. I'm inside me up. Yeah, it's a big ice cream. You get two actually. You get, like you get one you... to eat and one to put on your hip because they probably run, we've run out of anesthetic at that point. There is there is an anesthetic <laughs> quote per person in Canada and she's totally maxed out on that. So the fifth one is yeah, just they're going looking... right in. But she's got ice cream. It's cool. I mean, you'll be fine then totally, right? Yeah. <laughs> so this orderly we'll find out his name is russell pretty sure that's his last name but i'm just gonna call him russell anyways he tells her that she's like super weak she like cannot stand despite the fact she was literally just standing uh <laughs> and she complains that she's weak because they make her sit all day then jesse who we find out is like a very sassy old lady she's got like a lot of savageness to her uh immediately starts like getting into it with russell she's like i was a nurse i know what i'm talking about and he's like yeah you were a nurse <laughs> like sniping back and forth <laughs> he's not a nice man and i love jesse <laughs> we've talked on the show about how much i dislike children 
but I really enjoy like sassy, I don't give an F old people. It's weighed out by Katie's <laughs> love of old people. She's got all her loves on one end and there's none on the other. <laughs> exactly. Like I can't wait to be that old person. <laughs> Who hates just, children. Like, says what I want. <laughs> hates kids. <laughs> yeah, get off my lawn. <laughs> so like, Katie, you've been in this retirement home for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's my lawn, damn it! The whole thing is mine. And the kitty, get back in your chair. No, <laughs> no. I'm gonna steal a car. Well, we'll break another hip if you keep on it. <laughs> oh, I've already got seven. There's no ice cream left. God damn it! <laughs> Just give me the heroin. <laughs> Nine-year-old Katie just shooting heroin. Hey, at that point, it took a very cares. dark turn very quickly. <laughs> That's where my mind went. Sorry. Um, our retirement home worker we have seen once before. Uh, he is also a jerk. The last time we saw him, he was in Rabies. He was the worker who says, "Doctor Livingston, I presume." That jerk. That's him. Oh, that asshole. He's a very distinct-looking man too. Like. Um, I don't know if either of yeah, you have he's... given him a name, but I have. I call him uh, Evil Garfunkel because he looks like Art Garfunkel from Simon and Garfunkel. He's tall, he's gangly, he he's got look... the curly hair. He's Evil Garfunkel. He could absolutely be his doppelganger. Yes. That is a great description. <laughs> okay, so Evil Garfunkel. Yes. Um, he and Jesse get into a little sniping match. Uh, at one point, she says that this is a prison and that it makes Alcatraz look like Cub Club Med, which I think she's stretching it a little bit. I mean, we know nursing homes are like abhorrent. They're terrible. But this one seems like actually pretty decent. I mean, the people are terrible, but... Well, they just turned down the volume so you quite can't Alcatraz hear all the screams level. in the back. <laughs> it's like 2 p.m. arts and crafts, 3 p.m. board games, 4 p.m. water torture, 5 p.m. early-ish dinner. <laughs> That seems when they brought in like the sand, like the sandcastle box and the water table, they thought it would be fun, but it's really not. There's bamboo in that sandbox, (laughs) it's growing real slow, and you're not fast enough to get away with your broken hips, are you? This episode is gonna be real dark, (laughs) it's gonna be so dark. I guess at one point, you just sort of have to assume, like, they're just saying, Oh no, it's haunted. The moans, that's 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 a ghost, I swear. It's not living We've got a whole... old people. <laughs> yeah. It's just your meds, Gladys. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't take them, Go you'll become bed. a ghost too. If you get my drift. Now sit down, Gladys. <laughs> so there's just more like back and forth. The orderly threatens Jesse with like an early lunchtime because then she'd be separated from her husband who has like the later lunchtime. Uh-huh. Alice gets really, she's, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Jesse. Like, don't, I'm so sorry. And Jesse's like, don't be sorry, be mad. I was like, that's the revolutionary spirit, Jesse. <laughs> and Jesse storms off. Uh, and then at this point, Russell, uh, evil Garfunkel, he takes Alice's glasses and like sticks them in his pocket. And then he just like grabs her book and like throws it away from her. So evil. Uh, and then he takes off. He says some like snide remark and he leaves. Uh, then Hobo, who has been watching this whole thing, but not interfering, he's not at that stage yet, so he just watches the elderly abuse, <laughs> comes over, uh, and he grabs her book off the chair, brings it over, she's super excited, she's like, ah, oh, dog, but wait, I can't read this without my glasses, and Hobo's like, I'm on it, don't worry. She does say to, Takes the, off. Does say to Hobo, though, <laughs> she's like, because everyone apparently either has to tell the Hobo how handsome he is, or equate them to yes. a, a dog they used to know. And she's like, you remind me of my family farm dog, 
Brutus. And I was like, that is <laughs> that is a heck of a name for a dog. See, you guys like the farm, like are all the cows named Caesar? <laughs> one dog named Brutus <laughs> and 200 Caesar cows. And then they're not going to make it. Caesar one, Caesar two. Brutus didn't so much as heard as jump and stab, you know, like he was more of a stabby dog. He had a little dagger in his mouth and he was just oh, he like was surprisingly <laughs> agile with it. Yeah, yeah. He was good. He could do like he could do stabs. He could do like crisscross. It's like a switchblade too, like a butterfly knife. So he could like spin it around a little bit. And not so bad. He could give you whatever cut of meat you yeah. wanted. Oh yeah, he knew exactly where to go. That Brutus, great family dog. I'd like to meet this dog. You would never see him coming. <laughs> That's true. He'd be like the raptors in Jurassic Park, just like sneaks up beside you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clever Brutus. Uh, so that is Alice's family dog, Brutus. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so she's super excited. Hobo's like, cool, I'm going to go get your glasses. We get a shot of Jesse, who was like sneaking around the grounds of this house. Uh, Hobo spots her, but he doesn't like follow her. He just like watches where she goes. Because then he hears some yelling coming from a window. And he's like, well, I'm going to go check this out. Uh, and of course, there's conveniently like a set of stairs leading up to this window. Yep. So he could just be right up there. <laughs> So at this point, he looks in, and it is the, I guess, like, the owner, person who runs said nursing home. I don't know what the hierarchy of a nursing home is. Um, named Mrs. Sloan. She's, like, complaining about how they haven't signed their pension checks yet and, like, yelling at Russell like he needs to get their signatures. She needs their money now. Clearly also a terrible human being. Uh, <laughs> so they, like, storm out of the office, both of them. So Hobo climbs through the conveniently open window because all windows are mandated to be yeah, open have in this to be. universe. Yes. <laughs> it is law. <laughs> uh, so he sneaks in, steals the glasses, takes them back to Alice. She's super grateful. She calls him Daniel. Is it Daniel in the lion's den? Yes. Much better than Good Brutus. So much better than Brutus. I mean, Daniel's still not a great dog name. No. Like on the list of dog names, any dog name that's related to like a human name generally not my favorite <laughs> i don't know i'm pretty fond of steve i think steve is a good dog's name <laughs> like single syllable dog names i'm usually on board for once you get into like daniel i think generally if you have a biblical name shouldn't go on a dog <laughs> unless it's nimrod the greatest biblical name of all time legit was like a great hunter in the bible look it up i'm not making this stuff up <laughs> Nimrod. Name your child Nimrod. Name your dog Nimrod, and if it works, name your child Nimrod. That's what I'm saying. Mike, you got a baby on the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not helping There's bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> you sure your wife won't go for that? <laughs> Just Nimrod. <laughs> Just think about it. <laughs> for, my, for, for our soon-to-be daughter, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about a middle okay. name? Right? You can go real crazy with the middle names. You can have six of them. Because really, they don't have to tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. That, that's true. It could be true. like Laura, Nimrod, Gabriel, Hobo, <laughs> Bonner. You could do it. You could do a whole spiel. <laughs> and if you do it right, you could spell out something. I can definitely get behind that. <laughs> just just no. stacking names on top of names. <laughs> I mean, why not? Some people, like, doesn't Kiefer Sutherland have, like, 24 middle names? Like, something ridiculous. Are you going to let him get away with that, Mike? What? <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I will. I will. He's he's very intimidating. I've seen 24. I, no. No, thank you. He does seem like a very intense man. What? I think he's you, angry all the you time. You would be too if you had 24 middle names. 
That's true. Pretty much angry all the time. Damn it, Dad! Oh, you couldn't like they, they, they had that thing form. in kindergarten where you have to like you have to sign you have to write your name out otherwise you can't can't graduate to senior kindergarten. And he was in there for four years because he just had too many middle names. And it wasn't that he couldn't spell them after a while; it's just that he couldn't remember them. And some of them are in different languages. They're like ancient Sumerian or something. Some of them are in like Cyrillic. Yeah, yeah. Cube. <laughs> <laughs> They're like uh, cuneiform. There's just little dots. There's yeah. a couple hieroglyphics in there. Uh, so, uh, oh yeah, his name is Daniel. So Hobo's name for this episode is now Daniel. Uh, we then cut to Jesse, who is in a garage with two older men, who we find out are Gordon and Isaac, I think. Uh, they're like looking under the hood of this car, which she calls useless. i no good at segues, so I'm just going to kind of casually be like, hey, what kind of car is this? <laughs> Oh, super. <laughs> Stefan, you don't have to check an Excel spreadsheet. I'm here. Uh, so, yeah, this is a third-generation Oldsmobile Cutlass. Uh, might be a Cutlass Supreme. Not entirely certain. But, uh, but yeah, it is, uh, it is a real beaut a of a car. Uh, one of the cool features I like about this is that the, uh, the gas cap is located behind the rear license plate. It hinges on down. And that's where you fill her up from, which is a feature that is not on cars anymore and hasn't at least since the 90s. Is there like a reason for that? Not that you would actually, like maybe you know, but I'm not putting you on the spot. If you don't know, that's fine. But why? Well, if he doesn't know, we'll make it? up a reason. That's true. Uh, well, I do know that it's not terribly popular anymore to locate the gas tank behind the rear axle. I don't think it has a lot of safety concerns going on i think more of it has to do with like you know balancing out the weight of the car in terms of its front and rear distribution people weren't like opening the gas cap and like throwing a match in there to get extra boost <laughs> nitro i bet that flame out the back would be pretty pretty fast i i can neither confirm nor deny because <laughs> like in the batmobile that's got to be where the gas goes in too right is that giant flaming hole at the back <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Batman definitely gets Alfred to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alfred, yeah, Batman does not pump his own gas. No. No. Um, is it diff- Can you imagine him just sitting at a shell station? <laughs> Trying not to make eye contact costume. with the guy squeegeeing his windows? Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, I just put on the radio. Um, is, awkward Batman is awkward. Is the difference between a Cutlass and a Cutlass Supreme... Um, you get the Cutlass when you go to the, the car shop and then you get the Supreme when you put Supreme gas in it? Uh, no, I think it's, I think it's what? Green peppers and bacon and... Mm. Okay. Well, I've only ever put like turkey and bacon in mine, so I guess I got a Kia Rio Club. A fine automobile. I'll leave... <laughs> Just heard good things. Yeah. I think maybe really good safety uh, rating. sharpening that two by four and sticking it through this through the roof was a bit much, but I needed the toothpick to really to really bring the car together. It really ties it all in. So this car, it is a very nice car. And we should mention it's a convertible, I think. Yep. Yeah. It's a convertible, no roof. Uh, like second guessing myself there. Uh so it's very nice. So they are looking at this car. They have a little conversation about how they've been given this car by the staff to like entertain themselves, but like it'll never actually run. Uh, and also, they're not supposed to be working on it right now because they were naughty and did something wrong. So, so they have been banned from working on this car. So they're little rebels. Yeah, they. Uh, what What did they do? They They used Russell's bath mat as an oil rag. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. 
and that was that warrants them not being allowed to work on the car. Yeah, does does <laughs> punishment system in this place? Does he live there? Does the does the chief orderly <laughs> live there all the time? Because there's no other reason why his bath mat's there, right? <laughs> I never even thought of that. It's no. true. I guess evil Garfunkel <laughs> does live on the premises. I mean, maybe that explains a little bit of why he's so evil. I would hate to live at work. Are you kidding me? Especially if it's like Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah. I suppose after a while you get used to the screams, but it'd be real hard to like, it'd be hard to sleep sometimes. And he's like, he's probably trying to record an album and that's probably hard to do when people <laughs> yeah. are yelling a whole bunch. Yeah. You just have to incorporate it into the music. Oh. Call it an artistic yeah, choice. It's like, it's like the sounds of silence, but it's just people screaming in the background. <laughs> And thus, heavy metal was born. <laughs> I actually don't know what it was, but death metal. <laughs> Much better choice. <laughs> we'll, put this, we'll put this in the Wikipedia article. Death metal invented by evil Art Garfunkel in 1984 <laughs> in an old age home. Nobody will question it. Yeah, I bet it's up there for like a full day before anyone notices. Somebody, some student will put it in a paper. Yeah. Some first year. <laughs> their ta will be like what (laughs) (laughs) sounds right (laughs) sure (laughs) so uh hobo has been watching them in the garage the whole time he spots russell who's like wandering around the premises looking for them so he like does the whole lookout thing he barks lets them know and they're like ah so they run away russell barges into the garage no one's there but they left a wrench on the hood and russell is a good detective he's got him (laughs) he knows (laughs) he's gonna dust for prints (laughs) yeah break out that uv light <laughs> oh no no don't break out the uv light not in an old age home no <laughs> don't they have like some of the highest incidents of stis yes of course they do in nursing homes yes. <laughs> you, you get it old people you get it yeah, why do you think alice is on her fifth hip <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. You do a lot of swiveling with those robot hips. <laughs> right. Real lots of gyrating. When the sun goes down in that place. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's just it's just the thousands it's upon Club. thousands of squeaks just all <laughs> yeah. from different houses. Maybe that's why he's An evil. <laughs> yeah. He just has to lie there at night and hear that. He's the only he's the only person in that whole place under the age of fifty, and he's just like, "Come on, man!" Cursed with it's excellent hearing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. He can just so hear good. all the dentures dropping into all the cups. He's like, "No, oh. no, no, no!" <laughs> yeah, he knows when they're like, he can hear like two of them getting pulled out at the same time. Things are not, things are not good. Oh, he could hear the gums. That'd be the worst part. Oh, oh. <laughs> you know what the sound of like one set of gums with two tongues on them is? It's awful. <laughs> now that you have that visual in your head and the audio, because I'll put it in. <laughs> That's on Stefan. Send all of your hate mail to him. Yeah. <laughs> at Mike Bonner at. <laughs> <laughs> Mike nope. and I are sharing an email just so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. You're real close, so you know it's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> so at this point, Russell is like, I got him. We cut to the four of them in Mrs. Sloan's office. Uh they look like they've been hauled in front of the principal, essentially. Uh she's basically just like 
upset at them and they're like we want to leave <laughs> and she's like you can there's just like a lot of paperwork and procedures but you can like definitely leave you just need to get like approval but you can leave just it's really difficult it's gonna take some time <laughs> but you can leave is <laughs> essentially her spiel <laughs> in the meantime sign your pension checks so that we can cash them <laughs> the four of them are like they've had enough jesse's like no nah, no way paid up for a year and we want our allowance increased I was like, oh, this is a terrible place. <laughs> like, they're not even allowed to control their own money. <sighs> Nursing homes are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Can't <Anyways>. wait. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> so Mrs. Sloan's like, nah, no, you're confined to your rooms until you agree to sign. Bye. You were- <laughs> and they're also forbidden from going to the after dinner sing song. Oh, no. <laughs> to which Alice is sassily like, oh, good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think Isaac looked disappointed, though. He was like, she's like, oh, good. He he's looks like, forward oh. to that. He's like, it's like Led Zeppelin night. And he's been practicing for weeks. He's like, he's been doing his immigrant song in the background. They just assume it's more like screaming from the rest of the place. Mike, do you want to give us your best immigrant song? No. no. We can do it together. I'll just stand back for the microphone. Hold on. Court's not here, so she doesn't have to listen to it. <laughs> oh no, no, I got, I got cold feet. I'm out. <laughs> Cowards. Well, if Mike's I not going to do, do it, I'm not going to do it. Katie, will you do it? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, you Just know what? Insert here. I'll do it somewhere in the episode when you're not suspecting it. <laughs> okay, I look forward to it. <laughs> so at this point, uh, the four of them leave. Well, all six of them. The other two leave as well. Uh, Hobo sneaks in, because again, open window. And then he spends a very long amount of time pawing at a drawer, trying to open it. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't cut the scene. Nope. They didn't just start it a little bit later. They just let it roll. He, like, <laughs> 10, 12 times is, like, pawing at this thing until finally his paw catches on the little knob and pulls it open. <laughs> it, <laughs> the struggle was real with that one. <laughs> you know, Charlie's sitting behind the camera. He's just like, roll it. Just keep rolling it. This is gold. This is gold. <laughs> yeah. Baby's doing his thing. Baby's doing his thing. <laughs> It's the suspense of it all, though. It's, is he going to do it? Can he do it? Oh, it'd <laughs> be better if he fails. did do it. It'd be better if he couldn't <laughs> get the drawer open. Just the episode he ends. He turns around and leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sadly, that does not happen. The hobo manages to open the door, and he takes the checks in his mouth and pieces out. Uh, so we go back to the four uh, amigos, comrades, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they're just, like, chilling in the car, sitting in it. <laughs> They're talking about how they could be south of the border now with all the money that they have spent on this place. And they talk about sombreros and, like, I don't know, drinks. So clearly we're in the States again. Hobo just crisscrossing those borders. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they talk about how they have no money and the car battery is, like, totally dead. There's also more car talk this part that I did not understand. So if you have any notes on the car talk. Oh, okay. So they've, <laughs> they've got their cash. So they figure they can, they can hightail it out of here. The car's no good. Uh, Isaac, uh, Isaac asks Gordon what, what kind of stuff the car needs to get going. Gordon says it needs a distributor. Uh, and Isaac sort of like knowingly wonders what make and model the, uh, the Sunset Pines car is. And I will give them their credit. The Sunset Pines car, which we haven't seen yet, or at least we've only seen in like short glances, is a Pontiac, uh, Parisienne which is the wagon that they have. Uh, and this Cutlass is, you know, it's another GM product. 
and both cars at one point uh, in their trim level have a 357 motor in them. So technically speaking, I guess you could take the distributor from the much newer Pontiac and put it into the Oldsmobile. I tried digging a little bit further and it gets a little bit messy on whether or not it actually <laughs> one-to-one moves over, but the, the general idea is there. <laughs> For the hobo, that's pretty good because usually they don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also a question has nothing to do with the hobo. What is a distributor and what does it do in my car? <laughs> oh, you see when you make a film, you hire a distributor. <laughs> Car talk. <laughs> yeah. I'm using this as an opportunity to ask all my car questions. Gotcha. Because <laughs> I know nothing. Uh, well, you likely don't have a distributor in your car, um, but mm. cars used to have them. Uh, it was a way of sending spark to the correct cylinder at the correct time uh, in the cylinder's rotation through its, uh, its compression and exhaust cycles. And so what happens is uh, we actually saw it in the episode... Um, scavenger hunt. Uh, the scavenger hunt. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that. Oh, is that the thing they threw in the the woods? Yeah, the yeah. octopus-looking thing. <laughs> yeah, that that's <laughs> yeah. the distributor cap, uh, and it actually uh, the whole housing for the distributor sits lower in, uh, and it uses a a gear to match up with the engine, so it knows that when the uh, the first cylinder is at the top of its uh, of its travel and it has its gas uh, air mixture in it it will then ignite it's a it's an old system uh, it's a mechanically driven system on this uh on these vehicles and so it's it's just a dumb system it'll use a, a spinning uh, brush system on it uh, and as the gear spins around up the shaft of the distributor it will uh, bring the brush head over to the different areas where the leads for each cylinder go out uh, and so it makes a full rotation all the cylinders have received spark at that point and and yeah that's that's basically how it works <laughs> new computers have the ecu uh do all of the cylinder firing through a uh, an engine speed management system and so your 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 engines actually have a sensor on them that determine how fast and and what's going on with the uh, the crankshaft, and that determines how you're going to be able to fire those cylinders. That is very cool. I I have learned so much already. I'm enjoying this. Mike, can Thank you, you can you launch a podcast where you just talk about car stuff? For, I will listen forever, so I can just listen to it. It's very relaxing. <laughs> well, I'm I'm assuming that like 90% of that was was pretty spot on, but I think that the the mechanism by which spark travels from the the distributor to the cap might not have been 100% correct. I don't have to deal with them because I don't own a classic car. <laughs> but I, I get that, Jess. I don't know. I could do a, I could do a whole podcast about all of the cars of the hobo. There you go. <laughs> it's our spinoff podcast. Yeah, we'll special guest on it. <laughs> yeah. The littlest, more anytime, specific anytime. podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. Very niche. <laughs> so that has been our car segment. There will be more, I'm sure. Uh, not to put you on the spot. I'm sure there'll be more. Um, so Hobo arrives at this point uh, when they're sitting in the car. He brings them to the checks. They decide they're going to break out. They're they're taking off. Prison break. One of them's going to get tattoos all over them with their breakout plan. 
Anyone? Anyone? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got okay. that reference. I, I understood that reference. Thank you. <laughs> so at this point, we get like a little montage of them like getting ready to like break out. <laughs> at one point, they have a wheelchair full of food, like snacks. They've stolen, I assume, from the kitchen. They're just like wheeling into the garage. Like, how does no one notice them? S- At the beginning of this episode, there's like 50 people on the lawn. I, yeah, I don't know where Evil Garfunkel is. Like, is he? Right. I think he's practicing with Evil Simon to like put out an album. Or they're gonna it's no, his break they're, time. They're gonna do Battle of the Bands with Wolf Bounty. That's what he's doing. He's practicing. He's taking the day. He's honing his skills. They've written a new song. It's called Bridge into Troubled Water, and it's about all the torture in the back of the old age home. Nice. Exactly. He's really going to be a big hit. He worked in the screams. <laughs> like, he found a way around it. It's just part of the art now. Exactly. Oh. I can hear it in my head. I don't know. It's pretty good. <laughs> you want to sing it for us? <laughs> no, I'm still waiting on Immigrant Song. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they they have, like, a weird wheelchair full of food that they've snuck out. Um, at one point, um, Alice is, like, lowering her luggage down off the roof like a little balcony situation to the hobo so he can take it the hobo just grabs it and takes it to the garage so they can load it in the car again no one notices <laughs> this universe is weird well it's it's uh-huh. it's because keith wanted the day off so that he could do or, <laughs> russell sorry i <laughs> i used his first name <laughs> who's keith <laughs> oh i was like yeah i didn't even bother with his first name <laughs> russell uh russell wanted to do all that uh that prep work for the song and so he just took everybody's glasses and so oh, yeah. so he's just sat in <laughs> yeah. back it recording up some some s- slick licks and uh <laughs> <laughs> everyone's stumbling around blind he's like well they won't possibly <laughs> drive if i take their glasses i just picture like this whole like grounds like of people just like arms out zombie stumbling around like blind old people just like feeling walls and s- somewhere there's an empty room like a very large ballroom and it's just a little pile of glasses in the middle of it <laughs> yeah. if you can find yours yep. you have at it <laughs> at this point sassy jesse she rips up her check so they're only going to use three checks because hers is going to make a point <laughs> so she rips it up <laughs> she goes and pins it on like a board in like the office where mrs sloan is she's not there right now it's just her office uh as she's like finished pinning it up russell walks in jesse's like ah sign my check bye takes off (laughs) russell goes to look at the check and he's it says by the time you find the other half will be long gone is it really a good idea to like broadcast your plan like just silently sneak away jesse (laughs) you don't need to like (laughs) Put an extra pin in there. Put the icing on the cake. <laughs> I mean, I know in your soul you want to. You want to just be like, yeah, take that. But really, just sneak away. <laughs> because he immediately knows that you're trying to run away. Thankfully, you have the hobo. The hobo comes and locks Russell in the office. Don't ask how. There's a key in the door. <laughs> he somehow turns it. We didn't I get a 15-second <laughs> shot of him pawing at the key continuously. <laughs> we did not. Not a thing, sadly. But we, but we do get a shot of, of Russell just frantically trying to open this door despite the fact that that you can definitely see that he's got the side of the deadbolt he could he could just turn it back the other way (laughs) i didn't even notice that but that's amazing i mean also there's that window (laughs) he panicked (laughs) nearby (laughs) oh yeah the open window he could just jump out the window he'd be all right (laughs) i know i tell a lot of stories on this podcast but 
one of my roommates in Florida, she was a lifeguard at a water park. She was she came home one day and told me this hilarious story. It's not really hilarious for the person. Uh, there was a guy who was in the lazy river on a tube and like his kid like knocked him off. Uh, the lazy river is at max like maybe what two feet of water, three feet of water. Like it's not deep. The man started flailing around and yelling about how he was drowning. My friend was standing there. She's like, stand up, stand up. Because <laughs> if he stood up, he'd be fine. He wouldn't do it. She had to jump in and save him. <laughs> she just kept yelling at him to stand up. And he just kept flailing around about how he's drowning. She's like, oh, God. Because <laughs> he panicked and he thought he was drowning, which is kind of sad. But also, dude, just stand up. Just stand up. <laughs> just just stand up. I mean, that's step number one when you fall in the water is to see if your feet right. touch the bottom. <laughs> yeah, just just put them down. See see how he- far your head is below that, that water. Yep. Nope. I guess I'll never we're not, that story. not swimming out of Alcatraz today. It's a little too deep. <laughs> Just, you know, as soon as it hits the chin area, I'm like, eh, I'm out. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go back to the sand table. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's my lot in life. I'm starting I'm to like the bamboo. It's uh, it's kind of nice. It's real good. It's, if you got an itch, the bamboo scratches it. I mean, granted, it's going into you, but I mean, the itch is gone. <laughs> it's worth it in the end. <laughs> Uh, so uh russell's locked in the office and panicking can't get out despite multiple options he's not standing (laughs) he's flailing yeah (laughs) he's just on the floor on his back like a turtle (laughs) (laughs) what do i do (laughs) Uh, this point we get my favorite shot in this whole show (laughs) um which is the four of them in the convertible blasting through the garage doors. And that car just like rips through them as they take off. And we get like a little voiceover of, I think it's Alice saying, you should have opened the doors first, you dummy. Let's go. And they just drive off. They, and it was beautiful. That, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks to me like they hit that pretty fast. Like, it's the cutlass. They went from zero to whatever in, like, yeah, no space. Is a cutlass <laughs> able to, like, go from zero to 60 miles per hour in, like, eight feet of clearance? I mean, it's it's probably got some get-up, so I assume like, so. <laughs> they've all got severe whiplash now. It's like the souped-up cars in the Fast and the Furious with their little, like, nitro buttons. Yeah. Somebody lit the <laughs> <Vin> gas <diesel. laughs> tank. Yeah. I'm just going to go with that. I would also like to see an old-person Fast and the Furious movie. Like, they've already got Helen Mirren just in there. give it 40 so, like, years just... and you'll get them. <laughs> I don't want those old people. I want, like, Helen Mirren, who's already in the Fast and the Furious franchise, and, like, her old people, friend, like, Judy Dench. <laughs> I want her. <laughs> Ian McKellen. <laughs> I want them to take on the Fast and the Furious people and win. <laughs> I want Danny DeVito. That's if my. That's where I'll come on. Oh, he should also. You throw Danny DeVito in there, there and I'm, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> that instantly elevates anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think Just that's that. ever been said about Danny DeVito. I don't think. It, <laughs> not really an elevated man, but. <laughs> They'd have to get him like two two phone books so he could see over the steering wheel. And, like it's not about family; it's about who you can call. And then they give him the phone books. Yeah. <laughs> then he sits on them, <laughs> or he straps them to his feet because you know some of those old cars don't have the seats that move forward. Oh yeah, <laughs> can't reach can't, the pedals. Can't reach the pedals. 
<laughs> it's poor short people back in the day. <laughs> so anyways, that's my pitch for Fast and the Furious. Uh, so they have blasted out of the garage doors. The cut to Russell and Mrs. Sloan trying to start their cars. Clearly they won't work. Um, but they also, they're talking and they are not going to call the cops because that would lead to an investigation, which they do not want because they are terrible people. <laughs> we go back to the four old people who are like cruising down the highway and they're not like singing a song. They're kind of like mumble humming a song. Yeah, they have <laughs> a song. Know. I don't know what it is. I, I can't recognize it. Mike, do you know what they're singing? <laughs> yeah, uh, it is, uh, uh, is it? Silitio Lindo, which roughly translated is "lovely sweet one," uh, is uh, it's a pretty popular uh, mariachi band uh, song. Because <laughs> uh, they're heading to Mexico, so mariachi music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course. Everyone's everyone's favorite genre of music. Isaac's At in the back point. waiting for his Led Zeppelin solo. He's just like, come on. <laughs> I've been practicing. I've been practicing for so long. You didn't let me go to the sing along. <laughs> gonna kill you alice, Damn it, alice. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point jesse like reaches into her purse grabs her pill bottle and like chucks it on the side of the road <laughs> i thought this i thought this was gonna come into play somehow like she threw away her pills and she's gonna like hope was gonna have to like return them to her because she gets sick no these never come back it's just supposed to be symbolic i guess of her like fleeing the nursing home just i don't know <laughs> feeding the squirrels her anti-inflammatories <laughs> yeah. there's some really high squirrels going around oh man <laughs> it's like in florida how people were flushing their meth down the toilet and it was getting all those alligators like super high <laughs> the meth gators <laughs> yeah <laughs> you think you like <laughs> I, yeah <laughs> you imagine running into a meth gator <laughs> just on the side of the road like <laughs> Pull over. Stick up. <laughs> you ever seen a death roll? <laughs> you wanna? <laughs> yeah, so meth gators. Not great. Uh, now we have meth squirrels. Uh, <laughs> anyways, she chucks her pills. They're having a great time. They're like living life, cruising down the road. No! All of a sudden, their car breaks down. It's done for. I don't know what's wrong with it, but the hood is smoking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that earlier on, uh, doesn't Russell tell uh, Mrs. Sloan that the uh, the cutlass has a cracked block? Or is that yes. later on? He does say that. No, he did say something along those lines, and it went right over my head, so I just ignored it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's blocks in cars? But the engine block. block? Uh, yeah. yeah. And so they, they've, they've, they've cracked the engine block, and uh, it, this is... This is now just a rock, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> There's like no saving this at this point. I, you just gonna sit there. You could, you could feasibly fix a crack block. These four old people aren't. Not a chance. <laughs> I think the way you do it is you you take the hood off, and then if I remember right, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, I believe somebody pushes the car, and then you straddle the hood and put gasoline in your mouth, and then you spit it directly into the pistons. Is that how it works? Yeah, that you that's just shoot it right into the it. intake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen some people around town doing that, so it's good to know that I have uh, I have options in case anything ever happens to my car. Uh, so their car is kaput. It's dead. Uh, it is not going anywhere. We cut to. The four of them on the side of a river. There's some blankets. There's like a cooler. 
We find out in the next scene that it is the next day. Like, there's just been the time jump. They have slept there overnight. I would have liked to have seen that, I think. Me too. I want to see four old people sleep on the hard ground next to a river. The coldest place you can sleep. It's like of all the places to choose, like obviously, yes, near water, but they're literally just on like the gravelly beach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those those comfortable river rocks. <laughs> it's right. uh, just like a massage for your back, right? <laughs> So yes, they have slept there the whole night because we get a scene of Sloan and Russell talking about how they haven't found them yet. Um, and there's no way they would have slept outside. Like, they wouldn't have camped out. Yes, they would have. Uh, we, <laughs> we go back to the four of them. Isaac is saying that they should just hop on a freight train like they did in the dirty 30s, <laughs> to which Alice <laughs> is like, what do you mean we? You never hopped on a freight train in your life. she got no time for That's that. That's what significant others are for, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gordon says they can hitchhike. To which apparently no cars have passed this whole time. They are in the middle of nowhere. At which point the hobo arrives. He has apparently spent all night trying to find a place for them to stay. He's got a little lantern. And they're like, well, we're going to follow the dog. (laughs) That's our plan. (laughs) We cut a shot of Russell. He is like on the side of the road. He's got his binoculars out. We get like a binocular shot, you know, and they cut it out. (laughs) Yeah, binocavision. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I'm just scouting it out. Um, We cut to a pioneer village, I'm going to say. They call it a museum, but then they also call it a village. It's like one of those old-timey, like, back in the day, experience this, villages. Uh, The four of them are super excited. (laughs) Experience the misery of pioneer living. (laughs) I can genuinely say that there is no decade prior to this one I would like to live in. And this one's pretty shitty, but like, I, I would I not want to live in any other back, one. I might be interested. <laughs> but yeah, these four are like super stoked. Uh, and it's abandoned. This place has been like left to like nature. Uh, Hobo leads them into a house. It's totally full of stuff. And they're like, cool, we're going to start fixing up this place. So we get another little <laughs> montage of them working together to fix up the place. I don't yeah, know what the timeline is because it seems like they did a lot of work. Yeah. But then it's dinner time. <laughs> It's just them, like, just, like, pulling sheets off things and, like, throwing stuff. <laughs> yeah. And something like they pull the sheets off, like, the first thing, and it's just, like, a pile of, like, frozen hobos. And they're just all standing there, like, uh, uh, uh. It's, like, all the hobos from different dimensions. <laughs> they're just frozen in ice. Oh, God. They're, like, ooh, ooh. Um, and I was, like, oh, we, you guys shouldn't back. have seen this. Yeah, yeah. He, then he does his hypnosis and, and everyone forgets <laughs> yeah. about it. Oh. Exactly. Is that what happens? Definitely... Is that what ha- is that what happens when he goes through the hobo tunnel and he doesn't make it out the other yeah. side? He freezes and then he gets dropped <laughs> into the shed. It's like the prestige, you know, he has the clone that appears yeah. and it like shoots down yeah. <laughs> and kills it. Spoilers for the prestige. But there's like sixty okay, frozen hobos. Seen it by now. <laughs> you should see it. It's got David Bowie in it. It's amazing. It... But yes, that's exactly what happens when he goes through the tunnel and doesn't make it. There's like 60 frozen hobos and like two frozen blind horseback riders from that episode a while back because you didn't get through the first two tries. Yeah. Uh, Gotta try again. So they just put the sheets back over those ones and continue on their way, uh, fixing up the rest of the place. Uh, So then, yes, it's dinner time. They're all sitting around a table. They've gotten all dressed up all fancy. Uh, They've cooked their dinner they're like saying a little prayer and like oh we're so thankful we're here um we cut to russell who's like on the side of the road at the museum somehow he's figured out this is where they are i don't know how Uh, 
which point hobo hops in the car and he like blasts the horn to warn the four of them someone's around also there's another time jump we're back in the day now right yeah <sighs> so many time jumps in this episode there's so many but they didn't all get <laughs> through the first sunny. one so now there's a pile of frozen old people in that shed too <laughs> There's six Alice's. She just wouldn't come out of the tunnel. <laughs> Alice, like, this get out like of there. Alcatraz. <laughs> you gotta move, Alice. <laughs> yeah, come on. I don't want to. Oh, I get frozen again, and it's already starting. And somehow I remember every time I get in this tunnel. <laughs> it's like a but if we need hips, there's a whole pile of them over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scavenge, those. <laughs> They're worth money. <laughs> I could donate my own bone marrow. <laughs> to me, myself. Okay, so I feel like out. there's a real like dark movie lying in here somewhere. It's called The Prestige <laughs> Two. It went direct to video. <laughs> Directed by Christopher Bolin. I <laughs> thought no one had noticed the B. Yeah, we just use a really fancy font. No one will know. That's right. <laughs> That's how you go from Bob to Beb. Oh, I wonder how Beb's doing in the forest. I'm assuming he's filming all this. Of so. course he is. But you know what? There's not a single frozen Beb in there. No. See, once he gets in that tunnel, he knows he's getting out. <laughs> yeah, he's watched the hobo long enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, we're on the next day or the day after. I have no idea how long has lapsed between oh. dinner and now. Um, but Russell has found them. So hobo hits the horn. And they're like, oh, God, someone's here. Uh, a cop shows up when he hears Russell's horn. I guess he was just, like, chilling around the corner because he gets there very quickly. <laughs> yeah, he's there pretty quick. <laughs> like, no time. He's like, ooh, I heard a horn. Turns on his siren, runs around the corner. <laughs> uh, the cop and Russell have a little conversation where we find out that this village has been closed indefinitely. Um, it's a real shame. The cop is sad. There's no money and there's no staff to run it. It's all boo-hoo-hoo. He leaves. Uh, The four people are, the four old people are like hiding in the house and they're like, well, we can't hide forever. So we like need to go do something. And they decide they're going to go confront Russell. As they open the door, we get the creepiest smile known to man. (laughs) Russell is standing there, evil Art Art Garfunkel, with this creepy smile I'm going to try and I'm going to get Stefan to make a gif of it. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> so Russell walks in. He starts monologuing like every evil villain does uh, all about like how he's going to take them back. And, you know, they couldn't escape him. The hobo sneaks in while he's doing his monologuing. Uh, Alice and the others, they're like, we refuse to go back. We don't need vitamins. We need things to do. I think you need both Alice, but... Evil Art Garfunkel is monologuing, uh, and he's standing near a wall. Hobo is above him on, like, this platform, and he starts lowering. It's like a pulley. It's got, like, a little carabiner or something on it uh, behind Russell. Gordon and Isaac notice it, and they're like, cool. We know what's going on. Uh, Hobo has telepathically linked his plan to them. Then Hobo knocks something over to make Russell turn around, uh, at which point Gordon and Isaac tackle him. Then they tie the pulley to his belt the carabiner somehow they attach it to his belt and they hoist him into the air and then they hog tie him <laughs> as he's like floating <laughs> in the air <laughs> i don't know if it's actually hog tying don't hold me they, to that they throw they tie some him loops up. around him yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? I, um, we didn't touch on the fact that they like 
when they were packing, there was definitely, by the way, a box of Ritz crackers when they were packing. <laughs> um, but also, I don't know how much food they brought. So I don't know what they've been eating these last few days, but I'm thinking that evil Garfunkel probably tonight's meal he's definitely on the menu well i mean that's that's what happens though kidnapping turns to murder in the hobo yes exactly, exactly. And they're just taking it to the next step they're going from murder to cannibalism cannibalism they're just gonna like make a little fire underneath him lower him down yep a little spit roast delicious <laughs> <laughs> disgusted at myself i just don't like the uh, picturing uh, old people spit roasting because it's been a whole half hour since we talked about that, and I just got over it. <laughs> no. Wised fan, why did you have to bring that back? <laughs> I mean, old people get it. Like, you do you. Yeah. I just don't want to visualize it. <laughs> and or hear it. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so Russell immediately just starts giving up his boss. He's, like, yelling about how she's, like, cheating them out of their money. They leave and close the door, but it's just like a psych because then they open the doors again and they're like, all right, start talking. We're ready to listen. We've got all the time in the world. Like, you're like 70 or 80 years old. You, you do, do not, not have, have all, all the, the time, time in the world. No, you're not taking sure. your B vitamins. You're going to die of scurvy, Alice. <laughs> you threw your pills away. <laughs> Who knows how long you have? <laughs> well, I guess that means that that's more incentive for Russell. Like, he's got to nail this deal down pretty quick because he could start losing all of them. <laughs> yeah, they should start having heart attacks one after the other. <laughs> it's like, no. It's like a cascading effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're shocked at the one having a heart attack that gives them a heart attack, and then two of them are having a heart attack, so that shocks the third one. And three of them are having a heart attack, the fourth one's like, what the fuck? Then a meteorite gets the fourth one. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds? <laughs> okay. Slim. Slim to none, but <laughs> yeah. here we are. Russell just has real bad luck. It's called karma, Russell. <laughs> also, he could totally get out of that, right? If you gave him like two minutes, I'm sure he could roll over in and just like spider his way up. He sure, could just stand up. Way. He could just stand up. <laughs> he just stand up, He's Russell. very tall. He is a very tall man. <laughs> Russell, there are options. Uh, he does not do that. Uh, instead, he <laughs> remains hoisted. Uh, and we cut to the four of them surrounding him, reading out, they've, written out his confession so they're like reading it back to him uh and isaac is getting him to sign it <laughs> pretty sure that wouldn't hold up in court but sure <laughs> well they're all point... experts on signing confessions under torture at this point so <laughs> they know they know the laws <laughs> if it's working for the old age home it's working for them <laughs> again it's called karma russell <laughs> <laughs> uh at which point the sheriff arrives and he starts off by saying they're trespassing but then, psych, he's like, the place looks great, guys. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Laws don't like, matter. Super <laughs> you cleaned up. about this six foot six man dangling right. four feet off the ground. These old people who've <laughs> no. got sharpened knives. He's just like, good job, y'all. He did a great job in that lawn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was getting really unruly. Looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Continue what also, you're doing. Also, just a heads up, there's a dog behind that man, and it's got a knife in its mouth. <laughs> I don't know if that's a concern to any of you, but... Uh... No? No? Okay. No? Cool. All right. Cool, cool. Uh, so, yes, that is... We then go to our final hobo scene, which is the four of them coming out of the house. Uh, time has obviously lapsed. They're all dressed in, like, period garb. Uh, the sheriff is there, or the cop, or whatever he is. Uh, and he's like, are you guys ready to welcome your first school group? 
and they're like all excited. They have a little chit chat. We find out that the nursing home has been turned into a cooperative run by the residents, which means it's only a matter of time before Lord of the Flies. Uh, yep. <laughs> heads on spikes. He has the conch. <laughs> Kill the pig. <laughs> Oh no! Well, Alice is head of the food committee now, so <laughs> she did say that. Yeah, <laughs> right? I think she's just trying to put evil Garfunkel on the menu. She's she like, really oh, wants to eat him. Come on back and work for us. <laughs> yeah, we forgive you. It's fine. Yeah, go it's into just the three basement. weeks of him eating sticks of butter. <laughs> yeah, I'm just very concerned. You look very thin. Yeah, I'm just all like your his, grandma. <laughs> just all want of you his to food eat. has like a quarter inch of margarine around it. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. like. He doesn't even chew it so much. It just he puts it in his mouth Lights and it yeah. like basically like bobsleds down his throat. <laughs> um, so yes, at this point, the hobo is like, okay, I'm leaving before I'm on the menu because Alice is looking at me with a weird look in her eye. <laughs> Despite the I'm fact there's like 80 frozen hobos in that shed still. She's yeah. like, I want the fresh, fresh one. Fresh is better. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so hobo pieces off, even though they ask him to stay. And that is the end of this episode, whose title I still haven't said, so feel free to guess what you think it is. Uh, what did you guys think? Oh, I, I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was a hoot. Yeah, the, 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 the actors, like the, the elderly people actors, do a really good job. <laughs> Jesse, like you said, she's just like kicking butt and taking her. names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do some they do some convincing uh, work with uh, with Russell. He's a real jerk. It's a shame <laughs> that Mrs. Sloan doesn't get a name, like a first name. But yeah. I was gonna say at least she got a last name. So <laughs> yeah, we didn't really is... talk about Mrs. Sloan very much, but she's, she's just basically there just evil to yell and around, and also surprisingly <laughs> strong because there's a part where she like pokes evil Garfunkel in the chest and actually knocks him into a chair. <laughs> So I think she's it's been true. like practicing that Bruce Lee one inch punch thing, but just with like her index <laughs> finger. And she's like surprisingly, surprisingly tough. Um, yes, she is. Yeah, I kind of kind of feel the same way about the episode. It was a lot of fun. It was, yeah. I I thought it was it was pretty well done. Like you said, I like the four old people a lot. Uh, they were very fun. It w- I never felt super bored at any point, uh, which is kind of an issue with some hobo episodes. Uh, so yeah, I was like overall, it was it was good. Uh, what was your hobo harm? Uh, I mean, pretty much, pretty much a zero. I think I don't. <laughs> aside from fighting with a, a a hose at one point, that was about it. The, the door. Oh, that's true. I did skip the sprinkler part, but yes, uh, I also gave it a zero. There is no danger to that dog. <laughs> yes. A zero as well. Yes. <laughs> All right, hobo fights. All right, so my hobo fight is uh is i want to see that that golden child from the scavenger hunt fix the cutlass <laughs> and he doesn't get his the mom. one you just put the distributor in yeah <laughs> the distributor in in like three seconds you're just like and fixed my hobo fight is uh the aforementioned battle of the bands with evil art garfunkel and evil paul simon uh, facing off against Wolf Bounty. I like it. That is amazing. Would it be yeah. like a Battle of the Bands, like Scott Pilgrim style? Yes. Oh, uh. 100%. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. <laughs> Perfect. I'm in for it. <laughs> All right. Mine is not as exciting. I'm terrible at these. Uh, I said the four old people, just because I like them, versus the mean old people from Hot Fuzz. But they all have guns. So <laughs> just a big old shootout in that Whoa. Pioneer Village. <laughs> <laughs> see who wins <laughs> so that is my hobo fight that is the episode 
Uh, I'd like to say thank you very much, Mike, for yes, coming on. Yes, thank you the so show. much. Oh, well, thank thank you guys for having me. <laughs> it's been a it's been a long ride, and it and it just goes to show you that if you want to get on an episode of a podcast, all you have to do is insert yourself into the podcast over a series of seasons and eventually you too will be able to guest on and a really good excel street work like that is your inspirational advice katie are you ready for the next episode mike are you also ready for the next episode because you're gonna have to hear it in like a couple of weeks i i am well you don't have to hear it i mean you could choose not to listen i'm not gonna i mean you could skip it we are duct taping those headphones to your ears (laughs) <laughs> no, I'd like I like the one coming up, so it'll be good. Awesome. All right, the next <laughs> yeah. episode is called Applejack. Uh, synopsis reads, bootleggers threatened a migrant who could expose them. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, well, until we meet again, fellow hobos, hop on that train and we'll see you at the next stop. I've been Stefan. I've been Katie. And I've been Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>